It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Oh, all right, everyone. Welcome back. Another lovely episode of Ears Up Podcast. The only podcast where uh, you get a blow-by-blow reaction of me throwing coasters <laughs> at Beverly through the glass, and she's flinching each time, even though she knows there's a barrier. I'm going to go in my booth now, where the nothing can hurt me. Oh, but I'll flinch all the time at a coaster. You're doing great, Bev. Wow. Except you. Angry Becca is still with us. She's throwing so angry. things. And I'm sorry, so angry. but considering the last show, you're still angry, Becca. Like You're not going to live that down. And I think maybe like you just are very opinionated, and it's not necessarily angry, but to call you angry, Becca, it's just unfair. Accurate. No, just think of it as a nice Accurate. thing. Right. <laughs> just think of it as a nice it's thing. A term of en- yeah, it's a term, yeah. of, a term of endearment. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. I'll work on it. it I think you should. anger management. <laughs> I think you should, angry, Becca, because, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I Look, I, I deal with people calling me handsome Jason. So, it's a rough life. Got to be really tough for you. It is, and I feel like you know it's it's uh, it's something that I have learned to deal with, and and I feel like you could be a little better of a person. I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> you don't no. think you can either, learn to deal with it or be a better person. Either you're not good, and it can't get any better, <laughs> yeah. or you're so great that okay. it just can't get better. Maybe I have earned the name. Okay, I'll I'll just admit it. Uh. <laughs> just save everybody the hassle. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm uh, not going to work on it. No, I don't think you should. Yeah, forget about it. Meh. 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 Anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is the history of uh, DCA, right? Yes. Terrence. This is Terrence's show. Yes. The history of Disney's California Adventure. I'm excited about this. It uh, seems like it's going to be a, like a, a, a big show, but maybe not, right? Um, it's supposed to be a big show. So uh, when I did the history of... Um, of Adventureland, I had uh, three pages of notes, and that was a 38-minute segment. Something wow. like that, yeah. And uh, uh, today, I whittled them down <laughs> to seven. Oh, wow. So okay. I might be skipping some stuff or just kind of glossing over it because I don't want to... that much history of DCA? There's a ton of wow. history of DCA. Well, we'll get to it in a yeah. second. Um, you can find us uh, everywhere, really. iTunes, TuneIn, Radio, Stitcher. Uh, find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. We're also on YouTube, so you can check us out on YouTube. Or you can really just look at the posts um, of each show, and then I'll be uh, linking the YouTube videos uh, into there, which is basically just the live stream feed for this thing. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, anyway, check it out. Feedback goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Anything else goes to Terrence or Jason at earsup-podcast.com. Don't forget to check out the blog. Uh, support us. Help us help you. Uh, maybe enjoy the parks a little bit more. Uh, check out our Amazon link. Uh, you can get what you need from Amazon. We get a, a, a little bit of that green from Amazon for referring you, so that's pretty good. Uh, reoccurring donations or one-time donations, if you want to drop us five bucks or whatever, um, either as a one-time thing or reoccurring, that, that'd be uh, that'd be very nice for you. Um, we do have a, a, a special guest on the phone. I'm going to bring him on now. Um, if I remember, how, how do I do this, Bev? Do I push the button once? Yeah. The top button. So I asked you if you knew how to do this. Yeah, but just tell me now. Because I don't know how. Okay. Well, here, I'll just try it. 
so we have Dan from Mouse Brew. We talked to Mouse Brew uh, a while ago. Uh, Dan is the guy who hangs out in DCA and uh, just drinks, essentially. <laughs> Uh, no, but he tells you all the cool places to go to get craft beer, to get really good things, and uh, we're craft beer fans around here. So we brought Dan on because along with all the frozen stuff that has come over, um, there's new drinks in, in DCA, and, and Tara and I kind of noticed that, and, and Dan was taking us around a little bit um, of a, 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 a tour and, and letting us know the new kind of stuff that's happening in DCA. Uh, so I thought we'd bring him on, and it, it fits Terrence's uh, spiel just fine. Uh, Dan, are you with us? Yeah, I'm right here. What's going on, buddy? Uh, it's funny that you say I spend a lot of time in DCA and uh, drinking because uh, I, I think after I saw you, we went to Disneyland, and I saw someone, and they said, hey, I haven't seen you, and I said, well, you know, I, I tend to go to DCA first. got to go get my beer. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I know how that feels. That's the first stop, man. you got to do it. Yeah. Someone has to yeah. do it. <laughs> and it is about fa- it's about family for me, and, I, you know, that comes first, but... It, for me, with running the Mouse Brew uh, account, I I constantly am walking by all the bars and just checking out. Okay, uh, what do they got here? What's new? What's going on? Yeah, and it's it's cool because things you know change on that front as much as they change about you know Frozen here or you know attractions or rides or whatever. There's new offerings for the you know in the park because there is a, a growing segment of people who are after that and that's what they want and. You know they're obviously trying to get people over to DCA to kind of you know take a little bit of weight off Disneyland proper, but uh, it, hey, it works out for me, right? And and for you, it's it's a good time. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know the feedback from Mouse Brew has been great, and uh, like we go there probably once a week. But I hear from people that follow me, they'll say, hey, you know, I saw that they switched out uh, the Carl Strauss Oktoberfest. So if, if that comes to me before I see it, I'll go over there and you know snap a picture, post it out there, confirm it and give whoever let me know a shout-out. So it's like since people know that I do the mouse through thing, they'll uh, you know point stuff out to me so that I can put it out there to all the followers. That's, That's cool, awesome. man. I yeah, like it. meet a lot of good people. Um, but I wanted to touch something. You mentioned the new Frozen Fun, and it's uh, where that, that room is, and I'm glad you checked it out because we spoke about it, and I kind of said, oh, yeah, you should check it out. And after we left, I was thinking, uh, oh, great, like, are they going to think, like, uh, this isn't cool, why did you send us here? <laughs> but I'm glad that you did see it for what it was. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they did here. Um, because it is aimed more for, you know, children. But I'm glad that you took something away from it because it's just cool, this, the whole setup that they did. They they, they did a really nice job. Uh, yeah. They they did do it. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it is, yeah, it is what it is. It's hard to say it, it wasn't, like, uh, super gussied up or it wasn't over the top. You know, it, it's kind of low lit, like a lot of you know right. shows are, and, and but there's some cool lighting effects, and everyone's real nice, and it's snow like Taryn. Uh, you, you know, know what used to be in that studio was uh, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire play it live. Yes. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah, you were saying that it was between oh. the Muppets Theater, and, and that used to be that studio that looked just like the ABC uh, television show <laughs> where you play that game. Wow. Oh, man, I kind of wish I had been in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's a throwback for you for some DCA history. <laughs> for sure, ma'am. <laughs> well, with uh, with Frozen coming in and, and any other changes, what's uh, what's new drink-wise over there? Yeah, well, for the freeze of the night, so that essentially starts at 6 p.m. So the whole area is frozen fun, but then once nighttime hits, becomes freeze the night, which replaced the Mad Tea Party. So they have the three new alcoholic beverages there, which are pre-mixed drinks that if you go up there, you'll see them behind the bar and, like, the the bartender's bottle with the spouts on the end. There's the summertime pina colada, 
which is kind of like, uh, I guess, a reference to Olaf in that the summertime, you know, his big number of the movie. And uh, it's it's weird. I've tried all of them. This is essentially uh, an on-the-rocks pina colada, but very, you know, artificially <laughs> heavy flavored and the coconut and pineapple. Um, and then that comes good. in like the 16-ounce cup. It doesn't sound very good. An on-the-rocks no. pina colada doesn't... Yeah, I yeah. that was the first on-the-rocks one I've ever had. I, I enjoy them blended, but I, I asked my followers about, um, you know, which one should I try? And it was funny because out of those three drinks, all the hate was coming through the pina colada. People were like, saying, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Don't try it. So, of course, I had to try it. Right. <laughs> and they were job. right. Yeah, yeah they, they were. Um, <laughs> and then there's the next one's called the Blue Snowberry Margarita, which it doesn't taste like a margarita. It tastes like, you know, um, that fake blue dye, berry dye. <laughs> and it, it's it's weird. You can get that one. They offered it to me either in the 16-ounce cup, which comes with the glowing ice cube, or they offered it to me in, like, the martini glass, which lights up. So I guess, wow. you know, you could kind of choose which one. People usually just take them for the souvenirs, take them for what they are. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is the rum flurry, which... I'm told this one's more of a carryover from Mad Tea. It used to be the dancing zombie. And for the drinkers out there, that's the one to go to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the good one, huh? Yeah, that's that's the, the best tasting, and it's also, I think it's the strongest. <laughs> and, um, like, one of my followers gave me a tip, uh, good old rooster on Instagram, and he said that what you do is you can order it. Just like if you go to a you know a fast food place and you get the drink without the ice, yeah. Oh. yeah. So, and especially with the glow cube, that's you know a pretty big chunk of plastic in your drink. So you can actually ask for that on the side. Hmm. Oh wow! That's that's a, that a is tip. a good tip. Yeah. So, is it safe to say that you're going to stick to the beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of tips like that. Like people, when I posted those things, they were like saying, uh, you know, I'll stick to the beer or water even. Um, <laughs> but the problem with uh, the freeze the night area is they the only two beers they have there is the Dos Equis lager the green bottle and then they have the blue moon so you know the craft beer hasn't really worked over to that side of the park and i don't really know why i don't i think it's because you know the crowd there doesn't really care yeah Yeah. and they're doing just fine yeah they're they're all right that's that's cool Yeah. yeah i mean maybe you know maybe they're they're pushing the the you know frozen drinks exactly uh right. you know, to kind of keep it with the theme yeah it gives you less of a um variety so you go yeah with but it. then why the blue moon in the Be- dos Equis? because like- it's very very mainstream a exactly lot of, a lot of people, i agree with that yeah a lot of people who say oh you know i don't like i don't i, I don't like budweiser well, what do you drink oh i drink blue moon like, oh, okay <laughs> so just very mainstream yeah mm, okay yeah and there's enough craft out there so i mean there's uh, some new craft options like well, actually, in the the boardwalk pizza and pasta, like they replaced the Peroni in there with um, some Carl Strauss seasonal, hmm. and I think Carl Strauss must have like the you know the biggest stronghold on the park. I don't know who's greasing what palm, but you know they have that whole Carl Strauss beer truck. Now they have the Carl Strauss there, and then after we saw each other the first time down there in DCA, Carl Strauss Tower Ten IPA took over the Sierra Nevada Torpedo IPA cap. At the oh. Bayside Brews. Wow, that's a big, that's yeah. a power move, I think. Yeah, it is. And I posted at the time because the Torpedo was 7.2% alcohol uh, by volume and the Tower 10 was 65 So, hmm. I mean, that was like the go-to heavy hitter over there. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I wonder if that. I wonder if that had anything to do with the decision. I don't know. It might have, but the, the interesting thing was the same time they switched out those taps. Maybe because they were updating the signage, but they increased the prices for all the beers at that same move. Oh, yeah. So, I'm sure they had some thought. Uh, another thing they brought to the parks is more uh, hard ciders. Oh, and uh, I, I, those have gotten really popular lately. You know, like I'm not a huge fan, but I know like if you're gluten free, like that's an option for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the Sonoma Terrace and also uh, at Carte Lounge on tap now they have uh, the Ace Ciders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I guess like, but what's cool is they do it seasonally. So like right now they have the pear cider oh. from Ace, and then they do the berry in the spring, pineapple in the summer, and then they'll do pumpkin in the fall. Pumpkin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah we were there cider, when yeah. they had that one. I on. like cider a lot, but I don't like Ace cider. It's yeah. very sweet. You talk about yeah, like artificially sweet. Mm-hmm. I dislike it a lot. It's like apple mm-hmm. juice when I drink it. Yeah. I, I'd rather have a, yes, it is some like people like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I mean, that's what you're going for. And, yeah. You know, if, if you want that, like you said, man, that gluten free option. That, yeah. You know, apple juice is gluten free. That's true. Essentially, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, anything else we should be on the lookout for, Dan? Um. Well, they they have been doing some seasonal stuff in the terms of like over they have the Viva Navidad, you know, over at the Paradise section. So they bring into like Bayside Brews Negra Modelo, or like um, when they have um, St. Patrick's Day, they bring in Guinness. So I do see that they're trying to like, you know, just draw people in hmm. and uh, give them that option. And those are good mainstream options that people understand. Um, and one funny thing, I was doing this uh, thing on Instagram with a featured bartender yeah. at the Sonoma Terrace, and it, I swear, like, all of them were picking the Brother Thelonious, and it just got me laughing, and that's, uh, it happens to be their highest uh, ABV at 9.4%. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they know that hey, if you're paying this much for a beer, uh, you know, it's like buying two, essentially. Right. Exactly. It's true, yeah. Those are the tips, man, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much what's new with the, the beer or the alcohol right there. Cool. Well, awesome. hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time away from the fam to, to, to come on and, uh, you know, hang out with us for a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good seeing you, too, man. Well, you know, we'll, we'll be back down in March. So uh, Yeah, I look forward to that. We should definitely uh, do some stuff, man. Apparently all of us. That was the that yeah. was the talk. We're not sure yet. See, of course oh, weird. not. weird. Yeah. Weird. What did we tell you, We're moving. Uh, We're moving. Whatever. Anyway, all right, Dan. Thanks, man. Yeah, looking forward to the rest of the show. All right, thanks, bud. Yeah, okay. bye. Bye. Uh, how do I get, make it stop with the things? You, okay. you did stop. You did good. All right. Good job. Uh, do we have feedback turn? Proud of you. Uh, we do. Uh, this is from Larry in Salem, Oregon. Hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. <laughs> I really enjoy listening to your podcast. It keeps me thinking happy thoughts until my family's no- next trip to Disneyland <laughs> so I don't from snap. Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it think makes that's the voices what he meant. In my head. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I will unclog the kill floor. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Are we ready? We're ready. Okay. I'll, I'll continue now. Please do. Uh, I was amazed to hear you mention the SJ Kids article on statesmanjournal.com. My wife, Nancy, works for the newspaper, and she's responsible for compiling the SJ Kids column each week. She says, thanks for the publicity. I told her that they need to include more Disney-related questions. Thanks for the awesome podcast, Larry. So I think what he's referring to is we actually spent a lot of time on this article. The the which Disney would, character would you want to hang out with? Was would you bring to life? Would you bring yeah. to life? That's right. That's yeah. what it was. So all like the you know kids in sixth grade were like, I would like to do this. this <laughs> they were so cute. Character... Because on account of the things have happened. 
or yeah, whatever. It was, uh, I think, the one, <laughs> my princess is brave. She doesn't listen, and I don't listen at all. Yeah, I have a connection yeah with it was brave. a lot of those. We have, both have curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the connection. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks, Larry. That's a very nice note. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's Appreciate cool. It. Yeah. And yeah, if uh, if your wife does some more Disney articles, man, send it, send them on our way. We'll we'll talk about them. I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. If, uh, actually, that should that's what should be just every week. If that is, oh, I'd be real embarrassed if it's not what it was. Like if if we're referring to an, another article. Yeah. No, that's what it was. Okay. We have feedback from Larry. Uh, that was not the right article. <laughs> yeah. This was the one about the charity. You <laughs> yeah. jerks. Um, that's what it should be like. At least every month. Just have kids mm-hmm. give an answer for which Disney character would you whatever have dinner with or right. whatever because those are a classic. So good. See, you just made me nervous, so I had to like Google real fast. But Uh-oh. no, we're right. Well, you're a fast Googler. I know. I'm really good at it. Yeah. Is Googling a verb? Yes, it is. Yeah, you okay. didn't know. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, but not. You can't bing. You can't binging. You can't bing in. Yeah. Okay. You can't be binging. Okay. Yeah, well, you, can. you can. You can bing. You can be blinging. You can well, bang. Yeah, not on my salary. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Terrence. History of uh, Disney's California Adventure or DCA. Well, um, right now, uh, Disney's California Adventure is the 10th most visited theme park in the world. In the world. Um, and that's pretty what? impressive. Yeah. Honestly, if you look at if you look at the results from a uh, number of people who go, it's the 10th uh, most visited park in the world. And that's pretty impressive. But it's actually even more impressive when you look at how it came to be. Uh, so let's start with Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World opened in 1971. And unlike Disneyland, the theme park quickly spread to encompass over 40 square miles and include 27 themed resort hotels, four theme parks, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, um, and Animal Kingdom, two water parks, golf courses, sporting complex, uh, because they're in the middle of Florida. It was just swamp all around, and Walt right. bought up everything in that yeah. area. But when you looked at Anaheim, Anaheim was just Disneyland. It was just Disneyland. That was all that was there. So by the early 90s, uh, 1990s, Jack Lindquist, who was the president of Disney at that time, he advocated that there had to be a second theme park next to Disneyland to help encourage guests to extend their vacation there. The problem is, if you've ever been there at that time, there was Disneyland and then a parking lot, and that was right. it. And no one in the surrounding area was going to sell any land to Disneyland. And if they wanted to buy it, it was going to be insanely high uh, in price. So they decided sure. that we're just going to rip out the parking lot. We're going to rip out the parking lot, and we're going to start doing that. But before that, they decided to uh, acquire the Disneyland Hotel because up to 19, uh, up until 1988, the Disneyland Hotel was not owned by Disneyland. Really? Yes. Was it a Hilton Hotel or something like that? No, it was actually owned by a guy, guy named Jack Rather, and he <laughs> was an oil tycoon uh, turned into a, a film producer. I want to list. I want <laughs> of you to, course he was. Yeah, exactly. But I want you to hear some of the other things he owned. Um, he owned um, a hotel in Las Vegas and in Palm Springs. Uh, he eventually bought the Spruce, Gro- uh, Spruce Goose and mm. the Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, he bought all the rights to the Lone Ranger TV show, and he owned Muzak, elevator music. <laughs> no. Wow. He was the owner of Muzak dude, as well. Dude, dude. Exactly. It was, dude, I was dude. actually looking up um, audio clips <laughs> for that, and I found like four hours straight of Muzak, but I decided not to put that on there. <laughs> wow. We'll save everybody. We'll put that on later. Yes, exactly. We'll, we'll go on the, on the uh, blog. So uh, Disney, in 1988, they acquired the hotel, um, and they wanted to build something that was somewhat similar to Florida. Uh, so 
like I said, they decided that they're going to uh, they're going to build something. So the first thing was they're going to build uh, something called Disney Sea. They're going to buy uh, property right next to where the Queen Mary is, right there on the water in Long Beach, and build something called Disney Sea. Uh, it would be um, a nautical themed uh, park. But they thought it didn't make any sense to build something that far away from Anaheim. You yeah, know, it was, it's like half an hour. Exactly. Yeah. It's ha- without traffic. It's half right. an hour from Long Beach to Anaheim. So uh, instead, they decided they were going to build right there on their land. They built, uh, began to build another, um, or began to make plans to build a parking structure, and they were going to build Westcott. Mm. Westcott was the West Coast equivalent to Epcot. Um, and they already had some themes going and some ideas going. So I want you to hear some of the areas that they planned for Westcott. Okay. The first one was Future World. <laughs> so um, Not Tomorrowland. Not Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. <laughs> Not Tomorrowland, but Future World. Uh, right? Well, to me, Tomorrowland is more recent. It's more, clo- it's much more closer than Future World. Future World is yes. way out there. Right. Tomorrowland <laughs> is like, t- is tomorrow. Right. So, uh, so, future, <laughs> so Future World was going to have a shuttle system that would transport guests from the parking lot to the center of Westcott, or as they called it, Center Court. The main attraction would be a 300-foot replica of Spaceship Earth, or the big golf ball at Epcot. Now, so you understand that the one at Epcot is 180 feet. They're going to build a 300-foot <laughs> Spaceship Earth in the middle of Anaheim. The Matterhorn is 148 feet yes. tall. Yes. That's ridiculous. 300 feet. <laughs> 300 feet. Um, there'd also be a, a ride called Horizons. It'd be a dark ride, Omni uh, Mover kind of ride through the future. There'd be a Journey into Imagination. Um, all of these things, if you look it up, all these things are just ripoffs of what they already had in Epcot. Uh, they were going to have the Living Seas, which was an aquarium like dark ride, uh, Wonders of Life, and the land oh yes okay um it's dedicated to human interaction and the relationship that we have with land yeah you know what f- human interaction gets you is the measles yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's Disneyland. true land yes yeah. they're, yeah, they're gonna have another one called the immunization as well they should uh, <laughs> but when they started releasing plans and talking about what they wanted to do every single neighbor complained that the sphere would be an eyesore. Yeah. A 300-foot sphere would be an eyesore. There's a reason that, uh, you know, they put it in Swampland. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, where the neighbors are Disney World. Right, (laughs) yeah. Uh, They also were going to have the World Showcase. Now, the World Showcase was basically going to take you through all seven continents, just different areas of all seven continents, and they'd have a ride or an attraction themed after each area. And that's it. What would they do for Antarctica? I don't know, because this is as far as they got. Yeah. This okay. is just... So it was basically going to be like, I mean, isn't that what like Epcot is? So isn't it kind of like a carbon copy? It's Westcott. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, that's, what it is. It was a carbon really... copy. Yeah. But that's as far hmm. as they got. Um, Why wouldn't it be Wepcot? What? Because it's Epcot for East and I'm going to have to ask you to stop talking, sir. It's not. <laughs> well, why not? Because it's not Epcot. It's not E for East. But why? But but Westcott is... <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's could... <laughs> gas escaping or something. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was as far as they got. The plans were very expensive and impossible with the space. You've seen the size of California Adventure. There's no way they could build this theme park in that area. No. Instead, they have a a, a rope 
bridge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and also, the Disneyland company was hemorrhaging money, hemorrhaging money with the construction of Euro Disney, which is now called Disneyland Paris, because um, there were so many different extravagant plans. They had seven hotels, an entertainment co- uh, complex, golf courses. So the plans to Westcott were put on life support. Um, but the plug was officially pulled in 1992 when Disneyland Paris was a bust. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. They uh, opened it right in the middle of a European recession. And at one point, the park and the hotels were losing a million dollars per day. Oh. How many people got fired? Um, <laughs> well, they're only making nine bucks an hour, so not right. that many. Right. <laughs> Or nine euros, sorry. Nine euros an hour. Um, so even though the park in Europe was doing poorly, Eisner still felt that something had to be added to Anaheim. Um, so the idea uh, of the theme park began to be um, revived in 95 when Michael Eisner was the, the head. So Eisner, with uh, Disney kind of being in a, a financial downturn, um, Eisner um, took some execs to Aspen, Colorado, since that's not expensive, and they began to dream of what should be there to complement Disneyland. And it was decided that what they're going to do is they're going to build a state of California theme park. They're going to take the state of California and turn it into a theme park. This would work because people would come to California Adventure and experience all that the state has to offer. So without tra- having to travel to the Redwoods or travel you know, <laughs> to, to the desert, you can just come to California Adventure and you're going to experience everything. And this is exactly what he said. He said, we want to create precise reproductions of California's landmarks, its charming streets, its gorgeous landscaping that stimulates, uh, simulates the state's forests and farmlands and celebrates the California dream. Oh. I have to say, it's a great idea. It is? I, think it, I have to say I disagree, but go on. I think it's a great idea for people that are not from California. But the problem is, I think, and I don't have the statistics, but I think most people that are going to the parks... Mm-hmm at least now, are from California. So it seems really lame to us because we live here and we can go to these landmarks a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good idea for everyone else. I disagree. All right. I think that it will be a... Weird. Uh, this is why Weird. I say it. No, no, but this is why I say it. Because, for instance, if, for instance, if you look at the Golden Gate Bridge that was there, that's I would never want my picture taken by that Golden Gate Bridge. Even if I was from Nebraska... Or Missouri, uh, Missouri. Sorry, I always call it Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> I would not want my picture taken by that Golden Gate Bridge. Why I would not? want to actually see the real Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, but what if you, you can't? I have a picture of myself with your wife standing in front of that lame bridge. Yeah, it's it's lame. And that's a, the worst picture you've ever taken. <laughs> but it's lame it's because we know what it really looks like. I mean, if you're never going to see the landmark, like I'm probably never going to see a lot of landmarks in my mm-hmm. life but if i could take a picture in front of like a lame like half version of it yeah Fine, so let's just go to vegas thank yeah. you and right. let's put you on top yeah, of the so what's, hotel let's go to paris right. take your picture at the right. eiffel tower what's wrong with that uh, because it's, it's not the eiffel tower so what <laughs> anywho close enough okay right <laughs> I, I, it's not close enough i disagree make me angry i disagree <laughs> But anyway, anyway, they also um, decided to include alcohol and tons of shops into California Adventure so that California Adventure would be geared to adults and Disneyland could be geared to, towards children. So all the adults would go to one park, all the kids would go to the other park, and it would alleviate all the crowds in both parks. So in 97, construction began. 
Um, and even though Disney was was uh, is and was um, a multi-billion-dollar company, Eisner was very stingy with funds for the development and, more importantly, the theming of mm. the park. Eisner's fault. Well, okay, so I think he was to blame for a lot of poor decisions. Well, he, I, I agree with you, and he, to his credit, okay, there's a couple reasons. Number one, Disneyland Paris was still losing money at this point. It was still losing money. And it's hard to, to justify spending a ton of money on a new park when the park it just built is losing a million dollars a day. Yeah, that's difficult. The second thing is that he had the president of uh, of Disney at that time, Frank Wells. This was a guy he worked with very, very closely. Um, he died in a helicopter crash. He was on a ski vacation and died on the way back. And people have said that Wells was the one that taught Eisner how to actually spend money wisely. And when he says when they say that they mean they he taught him the value of spending a dollar of not holding on to it. And so at that point he really had no one there to try to guide him through these decisions. And so you went from West uh, Westcott that had a three billion dollar budget, and when all was said and done, the original California Adventure had a six hundred and fifty million dollar budget. There's a huge difference, and you can't do as much. So construction True. lasted for four years um, while they also built downtown Disney and the Grand Californian. Um, and on February 8, 2001, Michael Eisner dedicated the park, and this is what he said. To all who believe in the power of dreams, welcome. Disney's California Adventure opens its golden gates to you, see? Here we pay tribute to the dreamers of the past, the native people, explorers, immigrants, aviators, entrepreneurs, and entertainers who built the Golden State. And we salute a new generation of dreamers who are creating the wonders of tomorrow. From the silver screen to the computer screen, from the fertile farmlands to the far reaches of space, Disney's California Adventure celebrates the richness and the diversity of California, its land, its people, its spirit, and above all, the dreams that it continues to inspire. So in other words, this is the best we got. Right. That's basically what it came down to. This is the best. We, we try to make something that looks like California. Hope you like it. So there were. Um, they also had huge letters out front that spelled California, um, and you would pass by those before you go into the park. And I want to. I want to show you what was there on opening day. Okay. I want to show you what was there on opening day. Um, there was the Golden State. That was one of the lands. They had the Grizzly River Run. It's tough to be a bug. Mm-hmm. Soaring over California and the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. There were four attractions, 16 restaurants, and four stores in that one area. Wow. Okay. uh, The Hollywood Pictures backlot. There's Disney Animation, the Hyperion Theater, Muppet Vision 3D, and the Superstar Limo Ride. Right. Four attractions, six restaurants, and four stores. (laughs) Paradise Pier, California Screaming, the Boardwalk Games, Golden Zephyr, Jumpin' Jellyfish, King Triton's Carousel, the Malaboomer, the Orange Stinger, and the Sun Wheel. Nine attractions, seven restaurants, and nine stores. And there's the Sunshine Plaza, two stores and two restaurants. Overall, there were 17 attractions, 31 restaurants, and 19 stores in this land. <laughs> it makes me wonder why I ever went there. Because it was new. Yeah, exactly. That's wow. exactly the new reason. Stuff. It was well, new. Well, and just you listing off like the actual rides that were there, they're horrible. They're the, yeah. all the rides I would never go on now. Yeah, oh, except for Soren. You still go on Soren. Oh, did I? Sometimes. Oh, she realizes Soren's terrible. No, I don't. <laughs> I never said it's terrible. I just don't go on it very much. It's not terrible. 
You're terrible. Yeah, no. oh, she has a point. <laughs> <laughs> so of the 17 attractions in the park, only two of them would be e-ticket rides. Um, also, they bought a lot of the rides off the shelf and just simply repurposed them. So if you look at what or at other theme parks at the time, you could see how they were actually the same thing. Like you could go to to Cal- Great America and see that there's a ride exactly like what they had in California Adventure. Yeah. Um, and soaring over California was the only thing that was even somewhat uh, innovative. The reception was terrible. <laughs> First, it made no sense to have so little number of rides. Uh, second, the crowd did not understand why there'd be a tribute to California in, in California. California. Right. Uh, not only that, but the areas were poorly themed for anyone that ever visited any area that was represented. Um, <laughs> and the problem that they did is that they based it on modern day reality. If you look at Disneyland, Disneyland bases things on a fantasy of what happened so or what could happen. So, for instance, if you look at Adventureland, Adventureland is not modern day. Frontierland is not modern day. <laughs> right. Main Street obviously is not modern day. But everything in the park was based on modern day, and it just didn't work. Um, another thing is when you're walking around the park, you could see the buildings of the surrounding city because everything outside was taller than what was inside. So you didn't feel enclosed like you do in Disneyland. There was no berm, as you told us about the berm in Cars Land before. Um, also, um, there was no there are no shows there that would keep anyone there after sundown. Yeah. So they eventually added um, the electrical parade um, and who wants to be a millionaire? You play to the park, <laughs> and it didn't work. So it opened in 2001, and the next five years or so, it was kind of stale, and they kind of took rides out and put new rides in. So I'm just going to go over a, a couple of things they did. 2002, they made the worst mistake ever, and they added Bugs Land, um, <laughs> and, which brought Flix Flyers and uh, Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. So they had a new themed park in there. That had nothing to do with California in the middle of California adventure, but okay. California has bugs. <sighs> okay. I'm just saying. I understand California has bugs, but it wasn't Do you really? On... Because yeah. Taryn no. has a whole fresh perspective on that. <laughs> uh, so they added California, uh, Bugs Land. They also added Tower of Terror um, in 2004. Fantastic ride. Uh, mm-hmm. 2005, Turtle Talk with Crush opened in the Hollywood backlot. Um, and... At that time, Disney Sea, what was originally being planned to build, be built, um, it opened in Tokyo, uh, Tokyo Disney, and it was a huge hit. And everyone kept pointing the finger and saying, "Why didn't you build that in LA instead?" Right. So uh, that opened in 2005. 2006, Monster Inc. opens, and they repurposed the Hollywood Limo ride. Um, and then around this time, they really realized that it was kind of a a withdrawal from the actual Disney label. It wasn't doing anything to help the Disney label at all. It was just taking away from it. And so by this point, Robert Iger was the CEO of Disney, and he announced plans to completely retheme the park. The budget would now be $1.1 billion to fix what they messed up so badly to begin with. Uh, There'd be modifications to Paradise Pier, Golden State, and the Hollywood backlot, as well as adding Buena Vista Street and Cars Land. So instead of theming the park as an homage to California of the present, it would now be themed to look like L.A. looked when Walt arrived. And the change has been fantastic. They added Toy Story, Toy Story Mania and Paradise Pier. Um, and it replaced, surprise, surprise, a restaurant and a store. Hmm. So they began to add rides and take restaurants and stores out. 
the Sun Will was renamed, uh, rethemed as Mickey's Will of Terror. Uh, I think this is the worst ride ever. Uh, the Blue Sky, um, the Imagineering, it opens and it replaced a store. Uh, the construction of Cars Land begins, and it did include a berm. Also, the Silly uh, Symphony Swings um, open, replacing the Orange Stinger. And 2010 World of Color <laughs> opens. Made you cry. It, Making nice. audiences yes. cry while Change. they stand. <laughs> stand and cry is the theme of that attraction. But you know what the thing is? Is that up to that point, the park was getting about 25 to 28% of total visitors. Mm. So Disney was so Disneyland was still getting seventy five seventy two to seventy five percent, and after World of Color, it went up to thirty seven percent. Just because of adding that one thing, it was an amazing way to keep people there after sundown. Uh, the Malibuer closed that year as well permanently and was ripped down. Uh, Two thousand eleven, the Little Mermaid: The Adventure Begins opened. <laughs> is, that, is that the full name? That's the, full the name. Adventure Begins. Uh, yeah, Little isn't Mermaid it just Day. a movie? What's no, the- it's, I, yes. What's the Malibu? The Malibuer was a um, the one that like a drop zone. Yeah, but it was kind of op- like it would take you up this like five or six story. It looked like um, pole and stay there for a second, and then it just drop you. So it was Ew. Tower of Terror, but Tower, not cool. Ta- it was Little Tower of Terror. Yeah. Oh, so was it? So Fire of Terror. That's what those little weird jellyfish things do, right? But it was like a more adult version. It was an adult version. It actually even had. Oh, um, I do kind of remember that guards in front of you as well. I think those Sick. are. So I think those are scream shields. Scream shields? Is that what it is? Yeah, because it, otherwise, then the screams are just going to carry across oh, the flat yeah. land. That makes I would sense. scream. Yeah. That sounds horrible. I prefer yeah. barf guards. Like, like you know, and um, I prefer barf guards too. <laughs> I, it, it, probably both. I mean, really, they're dual purpose. But like, if you look at uh, California Screaming, when you go over those and through those tunnels, right at the very tops of the things, there's uh, no reason yeah, to have those. Sense. I never it's thought just, about that. It's just to kind of muffle the the set the screamings. It would think that you would want the screams. <laughs> it would think that you would want the screamings coming out because you would want them to carry across the park. California screamings. Yeah. Oh, goodness. You can hear it already, though, so that you can true. imagine without the, oh, the buffers. Yeah. So Malibu McClough's Little Mermaid. Um, Mulholland Drive is rethemed as Goofy Sky School. <laughs> I love that ride. <laughs> Are you serious? I really do. Yes. What? It's terrifying, and I think I'm, I'm going to die you. every time, and that's why I think it's great. I've really? never been on that ride, no, but like, I've always I wanted to. I actually think I'm going to die. Like, I don't think it's like a fun yeah, thing. Like, it's fantastic. I had to wait on that ride and then not go on it because I was knocked up. <laughs> oh yeah. Still. What Sorry. makes that Always. ride good though Always. is that you do you don't feel safe. That <laughs> none of the curves are banked and you yeah. you're just it feels like it's about to go over. That's why it's awesome. Oh, oh. great. Terrence, oh. you're going on. Okay. I want to ride that. I yeah. really do. I really so, want like, to ride it. That's what I like about uh Tower of Terror is because it feels somewhat unsafe, I guess. But that ride, like, I actually feel like they picked it up and moved it from like Great America and it's going to fall <laughs> apart in a minute. Of all of any roller coaster I've ever been on, there the curves are always banked, right? Yeah. yeah. Not a single curve is banked on that ride. No, it's completely it's, flat, 90 degree. It's fantastic. There's yeah. nothing like it. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I also want to correct something real quick because Mouse Brew um, just alerted me. It's not I, – I was thinking Star Tours, The Adventure Begins, but it's um, Ariel's um, 
underwater under sea sea adventure. Sea adventure. Yeah, the adventure begins. Yeah, the, you know, no. historian. The adventure, the I, obviously. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that would be a horrible ride. Um, so, 2012, <laughs> the park is rededicated. But before they did that, they did something amazing, and they got John Lasseter involved, and he was in charge of making sure that Disney's California Adventure became something fantastic. This guy is Pixar. He is Pixar, and he decided that his baby of the whole thing was going to be Cars Land. Uh, so this is what was read. This was the dedication to all who come to this place of dreams. Welcome. Disney California Adventure. Notice the names change. It used to be California Disney's California Adventure, and now it's just Disney California Adventure. It hmm. celebrates the spirit of optimism and the promise of endless opportunities ignited by the ig- imagination of daring dreamers such as Walt Disney and those like him who were forever changed and were forever changed by the Golden State. This unique place embraces the richness and diversity of California, its land, its people, its stories, and above all, the dreamers it continues to inspire. On that same day, the best-themed land in any theme park <laughs> in the entire world of ever. opened. Ariel's Grotto. Ariel's Grotto, <laughs> yes. Cars Land. Right. Cars Land is the oh. crowning oh, you're jewel. Of California Adventure. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, so what John Lasseter did... At least in, in, when Muppets left. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the land itself, until not Frozen. the rides. No, the land itself. Right. The land itself. Yeah. Until Frozen Land opened. Amazing. Um, so what John Lasseter decided to do um, is something that he did when they were making the first Cars movie. He took a group of people and they went on a three-week trip up and down Route 66 and looked for every detail that they could find that they could put into the park. Every rock... Every cactus, every crack in the sidewalk was designed by him to make you feel as if you were actually on Route 66. So if you look at the asphalt on on Main Street right there in Radiator Springs, there's cracks, there's lifts and grooves, there's everything to make you feel like you're really on, like you're really there. Um, so he he got this vision because he worked with Steve Jobs for 25 years, and Steve Jobs always said. It is not about design. It's not about function, but it's about both. It's about making sure that people have an experience that they can walk away with and hold on to forever. And that's exactly what he tried to create in Cars Land. And he said that, and then he still made the iPhone. The iPhone is fantastic. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Uh, so, um, so that's what he did, and I think we have an audio clip. Uh, and this is the best part. If you're ever, 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 ever in, in uh, DCA near dusk, go to Cars Land and you'll hear this song. And when you hear this song play, then you know things are about to get great. Things are things, things are were terrible before this point. No, but now no, they're going to get good. Yeah. <laughs> Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. And as soon as you hear this, all of the neon signs on Main Street and Radiator Springs start to come on. And you feel like you're back in the 50s on Route 66. And that's Cars Land, home to one of the best rides in the park. Best one, in my opinion. One of the best rides in either park as well. Uh, very intricate, very good. Um, also, um, and... I will write a um, a blog post more about this as well. But the buildings that are uh, in California Adventure are also based on real buildings as well. And they look a lot more glamorous uh, inside of the park than they really do in real life. <laughs> uh, for instance, the, the Gone Hollywood 
um, building is based on the Bullocks of Wilshire, which actually has nothing in it right now. Um, off the page is based on the Chapman Market, uh, and that's actually a Chinese food restaurant now yeah. uh, in, in L.A. Of course it is. Uh, Playhouse Disney is based on the old ABC Radio Hollywood building. Uh, Smoothies um, is based on the Crossroads of the World building, which is now some kind of um, new age church or something. Uh, the Hyperion Theater is based on the Los Angeles Theater, and the facade um, adjacent to the Hyperion Theater is based on the Beverly Wilkshire Hotel. And, of course, Carthay Circle Restaurant is based on the Carthay Circle Theater. That's the crowning jewel of DCA. It's not Cars Lane. It's Carthay. Do you really think it is? I do because it gives you an upscale treat for for not being a a person, right? I'm sorry. Say that again. No, I'm just messing around. (laughs) Instead of joining Club 33 or, or getting these kind of premium... Uh, you know, memberships or perks or whatever for for Disneyland. Right. Uh, you go to Carthay, and it's like you you can live in the lap of luxury. You can have these cushy seats, and it's kind of in that '30s you know mm-hmm. lounge feel with those crushed velvet chairs and fancy drinks and fancy glasses and yeah and and drinking and all that fancy and two and a half toddlers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not for some. It's that's for, why Carsland wins for us for sure, for sure. But for for me. I don't know. I I think they they did a great job on. Uh, I still right. get this, to be at Carthay. Just oh, that's so you know. right. I've never stepped foot in there. Well, oh, you really all should. Because of my dang uterus. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's this is how you can you can you can uh, judge something. If you can recommend using the restroom in a place, it's a cool place. The restrooms in the Carthay are amazing. The restrooms in Carsland are not. Um, I'm not saying Cars Lane is is better or worse, I guess, but I I, no, I, I would say I, I would say if you want to look at, um, I, don't know, I guess they're equal. I don't know, man. Whatever, continue. Well, I'm excited to go. I'm just, you know, angry. Becca is bitter about something. Shockingly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't Weird. wait till I'm not pregnant. I will say that uh, I will say that uh, 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 Cars Land. You can get the best popcorn ever, which is yes. uh, flavored. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, you can still get. Um, a uh, <laughs> chili cone carne. Yes, yes. You can get churro bites. You can also get a uh, chicken tamale and a waffle. You can't. We tried that. Yes. Or did, or you did can. I do it? What? Did I? The, I zoned where? out for a second. Yeah, chicken sure tamale did. and waffle for breakfast. <laughs> wow. Oh. In no, between, we did that. in between her saying <laughs> chili cone carne and you saying chicken and waffle. So that was a weird three seconds there. Wasn't yeah. It? So <laughs> basically, it was churro it was bites. Seizure. That's what. That's, that's what did. That was, was a, that was her Manchurian candidate moment. It's like <laughs> Churubite, switch to kill mode. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh no, we did do it. You just we just didn't we're, realize we had to get two different meals to do that. And yes, we weren't do. very excited about it. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't very good. Okay, good. Okay, continue. Oh, so well basically um basically that's it. I have um just another little kind of crazy thing that i heard i've always looked at the tower of terror and i've wondered why it's shaped the way it is it doesn't look right it looks it like it's kind of weird it goes straight up then all of a sudden it juts out at the top for no reason yeah and um it turns out that when they built it they didn't make a way for uh the maintenance people to get to the pulleys at the top 
Oh, really? And so they had to build those side areas out that shut out so you can actually walk up and get around and move around the pulleys <laughs> huh? to actually service it that way. Oh, so wow. Just a quick, you know, just a little uh, little funny. history about it. A little factoid. A little factoid. Um, but just talking to people on Facebook, asking what they like about the land, what they don't like about the land. Um, it was a tie between not liking uh, Bugs Land, not liking Mickey's spinning wheel of death. And um, that, the official name, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not looking Soren. Really, yeah, really. So anyway, I feel I'm, like uh, you were like. So aside from Soren, what do you guys uh-huh. not like about DCA? <laughs> I did not. I did not say that. I did not say that. But um, overall, if you look at the park now, um, it's getting forty three percent attendance. So it really is taking a lot of lines away from yeah. Disneyland, um, and it has four legitimate e-ticket rides in there as well um as uh, as well as probably the best places to eat yeah yeah for the money yeah for the money i mean you know safer for rancho yeah uh, and 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 the beers it, it's surprising that they're only getting 43 percent they're still getting beers i mean last so in 2013 they had 10 million people go mm. through dca yeah that's yeah. pretty good it's not bad it's not bad i so. wish they'd take more of that so i don't know my, here's my one of my main problems with dca is there's so many dead zones like an, an Paradise Pier. So when you're leaving Toy Story, which is the best ride in that entire park, better than Radiator Springs Racers or whatever it's called. I agree. Called. Okay. Yeah. Um, you take a left and you yeah. walk past all the things. Have you ever been in any of those shops? Nope. Not along once. the side of the thing? No. I have. Once. I have once to check it out because a lot of the a lot of the shops were themed, right? And right. they kind of a little funky stuff going on. But never, just that one time, just to look. But not, I don't really see people shopping. There's a lot of just dead weight in that park that just doesn't do anything for me. It's just kind of blah. I don't know. It, it, no, it's, I, it's weird. I agree with you. I think that they're still trying to think through exactly what they're doing and all the different parts. And Paradise, Paradise Pier has kind of been overlooked because of the success mm. of some of the other areas, but then also because of the fact that they really need to pay a lot of attention uh, like, look, they're re- they redid the uh, video footage for Soaring Over California. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to be done, but it's a bigger attraction. There's going to be they're going to get more people there, so you want them to have some reason to come back. So you redo that. Uh, well, and it's clearly popular because that it is. that's a long wait. So yeah, yeah of course, it is. they want to they want to redo it and keep people there. But besides Toy Story Mania, Paradise Pier isn't really a destination. Uh, no, just for Toy Story. And right. Cal- well, on California Screaming, you know, you got to admit, that's a good ride. They're right that's next it. to each other. Yeah. They're right next to each other. And the rest it. of the way around is really nothing. So, I mean, right. I get it, but hopefully they do something in the future. To, I wish to they would say. bring the monorail and drop you right over there. You know, yeah. you, could, you could pull out, uh, I don't know what, you could probably pull out a lot of those, you know, weird shops and mm-hmm. just drop a monorail. Or, like I said in the other show, buy the Anna, uh, uh, Alpine Inn. Carve it out, yeah. Boom, monorail spot right there. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Oh, it goes right through there anyway. Yeah, it's it's kind of you're halfway there. Just extend it. I don't want to walk all the way across because you're in Tomorrowland and you know what we really haven't done yet. Yeah, Toy Story. God, I don't want to do it. We'll be there in 45 minutes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's it. That's it, huh? That's it. All right, Terrence. Well, I think you did great. I, I learned a lot that I did not know. And that you will forget. <laughs> yeah. Forget what? Exactly. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. Well, then that leaves us uh, only, I think, with the fact of the show, right? We did feedback. We did. Did we? we yeah, yep. we did. Yeah. 
the fact of the show is kind of more like a tip of the show. Um, there, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Mousebrew also said that they put turkey legs on the backside of Paradise Pier. So if you want a turkey leg and you don't want to wait in line, go back there because no one's ever back there. That's true. There's a lot of people waiting in line for Toy Story yeah. eating turkey legs Yep, because they're just right there. You should have um, seen Terrence the last time we were there stalking this girl in Small World yeah. <laughs> line. This girl had a turkey leg, and every time she would pass, I want that. Oh, can okay. I, ha- can, can I have hold some on. of that, please? Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Hey, hey, girl. Wait a minute. I, I really want that really bad. <laughs> to my credit. Okay, to my credit, I'm not a <laughs> to creeper. To my her. credit. I'm not a creeper, number one. Also, okay? every time she passed me, like, hold on. Right. looking Wait. sheepishly, like, is this man going to tackle me for my no, turkey leg? No, that's not how it happened. <laughs> so Small World had a very, very long line. And so instead of doing the normal once through, and then you're on the bridge, then you're on the ride, you're doing all the back and forth. So this girl was walking, and it was like every time she came by me, like a fifth of the turkey leg was gone. Like this girl was a savage, wow. right? And so that's the my first girl. time, and so the first time by, <laughs> the first time by, I said, "Oh, that turkey leg looks really good." And she's like, ah. "And the next time by, <laughs> yeah, exactly." Yeah. She's looking at me, and I look over at her, and she asks me if I want a bite, which is. Kind of weird. That's weird. Yes, That's I do. Super weird. But I'm not going to accept one at that point. And I so would've. by the next, like, because the, she probably measles. felt awkward because you were like <laughs> drooling over it. No, I, well, close to all right, but not completely drooling. Because like and when so, people, like my coworkers, when they do that and they're like, "Oh, your lunch looks really good," I'm like, "Do you want a bite?" Because like, what are you supposed to say? I say thanks and you move it on. Does. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time I was ready to take a bite, like it was gone. Like nothing was. So left you would have. You would have. You were eaten. really going to go in for a I bite. Would, I wouldn't have taken a bite off, but I would have allowed her to rip a piece off and give it to me because I wouldn't even want to put my hands on her food. You, sir, are why measles was spread. <laughs> 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 measles traced back to Terrence Green. Yeah. 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 I like how he would allow her to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, you are looking at Ground Zero. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will allow you to feed me no, person, no, a, a you know person what I know. No, I wouldn't. I, know. I wouldn't want to put my hands on her food. You know what? She was but, seven, but she can put it was her gone. hands on your food. Yeah, that's different. It's not. It's but it's still yeah, equally that's, disgusting. That's, that's no, a, I'm not talking about disgust. I'm talking about disgust in her eyes. I don't care. I well, don't care. But she might. You started this with saying that. I'm not creepy. Wait. But I think it's creepy. But I never asked for a piece. <laughs> it was offered, but she kind of had this like look in her eye like, I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> I the best so part I'm was going her, to be polite. The best part was her boyfriend, and her boyfriend thought I was hitting on her at first, <laughs> and then he realized this dude doesn't even care about my girl. He just wants her turkey leg. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> Mouse brew in the chat called you turkey lurky. Which... <laughs> Which I feel like says a lot about you and also makes me a little sad for you. I am, I've been married for almost 13 years now. I have little kids. I'm I'm good. I, I don't look. I, that's sad. If you could marry oh, a turkey leg, would yep. you marry a turkey leg? Hey. You just got called a turkey leg. Wait, there's, 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 nothing, turkey there's nothing that said I can't still be married you know to you. I'm so angry. Yeah. <laughs> we have found the reason. That's the reason. I love turkey legs more than I love you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we, You know, T- uh, Taryn and I talked about do, uh, pulling a Terrence. Oh, and, do the churro thing? Yeah, but we couldn't even bring ourselves to buy one, much less. How can you not buy one? You're I in didn't, Disneyland. We didn't buy any. No. I bought, no, no. I bought one. Okay, this is. Oh, we didn't. Okay, so our Disneyland story, they went on the carousel. <laughs> you just Martin shorted this thing. <laughs> yeah. But the thing, I. <laughs> so, so 
So they went on the carousel, and I had to go to the restroom. And so quote, I, unquote. I restroom. did. I had to go to the restroom. He <laughs> had to rest. He's tired. I had to go the to the churro restroom. Cart and restroom. so, and there was a churro cart right there. And so Weird. they weren't even right across, the, not in the restroom, but right across the street from there, right across <laughs> the Sorry, the, sir. The this stall is taken by the churro cart. <laughs> it actually was a churro cart. This is not a restroom, sir. Right. So um, I, get, I get a churro, and it, it breaks while they give it to me. So they give me the two halves and then a whole one. And so those, wow. are, yeah. And so I'm standing there, double fisting my churros <laughs> as they're as they're on the carousel, and then they get mad, like they want a churro. I'm like, no, these are my churros. What are you doing? And like you everyone, to, like savages. So every time this this dude wants to go to the bathroom, <laughs> we're like, what? You need more churros? What's up? Well, and then I kid you not, at one point in Tomorrowland, I purchased twenty churros. Yes. I'm not kidding. I had five in one hand, five in the other, and my sister Beth had five in one hand, five in the other. Oh. That is and the we most brought offensive it. thing. No, it's not. It wasn't 20 for us. How long it did it take you to eat It was for our them? entire group. No, it wasn't because 20 you for you. It was no, 10 for you and 10 for her. <laughs> well, maybe seven. Right. But no, really, you, you can't buy, when, if you know our family, you can't buy a treat for yourself and not for everyone else. It's just the way we are. Right. And so when everybody was in um, well, that's at why. the parade... And yeah. they were saving our spot. Uh, we went to go buy. We did the churro run. Right. So literally, we are <laughs> cracking up, wow. going to Tomorrowland, fists full of churros, <laughs> looking like the biggest fatties on the planet. Like, ah, wow. and I'm pregnant, it- and I'm like, oh, the churros. And and yeah, churro fingers. Oh my gosh, we had so many strange looks. It was ridiculous. Is it sad that the the phrase "a fistful of churro" sounds better to me than "a fistful of dollars"? Is that yes. does that mean there's something wrong with me? <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe. It, it might be I your, actually uh, think it does. you know, your uh, insulin And 20 levels. churros <laughs> cost a lot of money, just so you know. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, then I $4 turned $4 around and each. told everybody behind us, sorry, all the the churros are gone. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs> you know, uh, on our last trip, speaking of uh, Small World, Taryn and I rode Small World because, oddly enough, it's still themed out for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird to me. It's the only thing that's still left that's still open. That's themed out for Christmas. There's a big Christmas tree in the middle. They're playing holiday music. Um, Small World is the worst. Yeah, but not when it's Christmas. No, but no. Even when Christmas, it was fine, right? But it and it's it's the worst. It's better because they're not looping. It's a small world over and 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 over again. Uh, they're you know interspersing a couple of uh, Christmas carols, but the 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 detail is off in that ride yes. there's you can see scuff marks on the pl- mm. on the the, the yeah. platforms yeah. you can see screw heads and yep. seams and it's just like what is this no man? I, yeah i was looking at that but my my nephew was looking everywhere for hidden mickeys and i was looking everywhere for mistakes yeah. and i'm looking at it and i'm like do they just not think people care at this point or or it, what and it's not the first time i've seen that on small world every time i go on small world it's just Disgusting! It, yeah. It's falling. It feels like it's falling apart, and they don't care about it. I I think they probably don't, but they and, have to. It's small world, dude. But it's a small world. But people, that one you have to be looking everywhere else and taking it in, and it's geared towards little kids, and little kids aren't going to notice stuff like that. Well, I mean, Disneyland in general is geared towards it's. Well, it's geared towards kids, and I don't know whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was weird, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I and I was actually kind of disappointed. I think maybe it's just wear and tear from being taken up and down so much. Sure, but but I mean they and not put. Ba- I mean like they're make trying to make time, like they're trying to do it in a timely fashion. So just getting things up as fast as they can and yeah, 
But but there's no I don't know. It, it seems like against Disney policy to put something I know, on with the amount of detail and stuff. You'd expect better. I, I would presume. Yeah, I, I yeah, I just yeah, I, I don't agree. know. Like, I was disappointed. Other rides are taken up and down the same way. But really, how much yeah. detail is there with Small World? I mean, I understand a there's lot. no, I understand detail, but it's not yeah. intricate detail like other rides. Yeah, sure it I, yeah, no, it is. it's no, it's yes. not. It's when not. When was the last time you went on it? Last time we went, which was December. Oh, December. It wasn't intricate. Really? No, it, I wouldn't it's call it intricate. Incredibly intricate. I would there's, not call it. I would not call it. You in- pick one hat from that one kid from India and tell me that's not intricate. No, there's no, there's a difference between <laughs> having. <laughs> Better yet, Thailand. Okay, let me let me keep talking. I'm going to figure out exactly. Well, I'm going to end the show right now. Okay, what I'm saying is is that it is detailed but cheesy. If you look at other things, it's detailed mm-hmm. and intricate and lifelike. Like, like Pirates of the Caribbean, okay. for instance. Yeah, that's not cheesy at all. It's it's not it's not as cheesy as no you round face. Well, it's not cheesy because it's not real life. Yeah. But that's that's what I'm saying. Okay. That is, that's right. that's what I call. Intricacy okay. is actually making it look like it actually is real life, That's like they realism. do in other things. Yeah, okay, not then realism. Detailed. Then I'll use. I'll use. Yeah, it's realism. not realistic for well, sure. You don't go there yeah. for realism. You go there for imagination. Are they supposed to be like real children, or is it supposed to be like you're rolling through a dollhouse? Because like, I've always thought it was supposed to be dolls. Yeah, it's not supposed I think to be it realistic. Is supposed to be dolls. I mean, yeah. Is this supposed right. to be dolls? I yeah. Supposed if they to be wanted, I think like you're coming at it from the wrong perspective. Oh no, one at a time. Sorry, no, no, my worst nightmare right now. <laughs> Sorry. Three, three women with differing opinions. Yeah, I know. Like, ah, my life. Telling me I'm wrong. I know. Uh, Any, well, whatever. Anywho. Whatever. Terrence, uh, I think you're wrong, but I still think you're a beautiful human being. Thank you. I'm not lovely, but I'm beautiful. Right. Yeah, you are. Which is very different. <laughs> I'm lovely. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Thanks, Taryn. <laughs> That's Taryn, everybody. Uh, she's going to go Betty Bye. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the fact of the show is actually just a tip and something I learned recently. You can get a uh, DCA newspaper. It's called the Buena Vista Bugle. You can get it at a, a bunch of the shops down on Main Street, but I know specifically Starbucks has one. And uh, it's just kind of a rundown of what's going on in DCA at the time, written in the parlance of the 1930s that, that Buena Vista Street is supposed to be uh, about. And there's like fake ads and, and all this kind of fun stuff. And it's free. So uh, go to the Starbucks. I, I don't honestly know every place that it's sold, but I know for a fact there's one in the Starbucks there, and uh, which I hate saying. Uh, go to the <laughs> Starbucks in, in Disneyland, or in DCA rather, uh, and check it out. Anyway, Buena Vista Bugle. Pretty fun and, uh, you know, kind of a nice free souvenir that you can bring home. Uh, Anyway, until next time, everyone, see you in the parks.